Hello, and welcome to Skywire's Beyond the Page, the podcast where we delve into the deeper side of Skysoft stories and characters. Every month, we'll analyze, theorize, and hypothesize about all things Skysoft with a cast member. I'm your host, Daniel Andrade. On today's episode, we have a very special double guest episode today. So we have Monroe Hayden and Kiloha Nakamura joining me tonight. So thank you for joining me here, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Dan. Yeah, it's good to have both of you here in the room at the same time. So we have you both here because you both are writers and directors. So we kind of wanted to... Um, delve into that side of what you guys do here for Skysoft. We've talked to you each individually about acting, but we wanted to kind of see that different side of you. So let's start with just talking about writing. So, you know, I myself like to write a lot. I like to write poetry, song lyrics. Um, I like nonfiction sort of stuff. But I know that that kind of writing is very different or has like at least a few differences um, between that and like writing a screenplay or writing for a show so I kind of wanted to know um, like what do you think are some of the key differences or what makes screenwriting so unique uh, of a type of writing yeah I so I mean it's interesting I think that uh, screenwriting even though it's a different format mm-hmm. I think it is still like pretty similar to um like poetry or novels okay um in the sense that there is a beginning there's a middle and there's an end and there's always some Mm -hmm. type of conflict um that viewers readers and listeners can always relate to so um and and it's it may be because like i don't have enough experience with writing but that's kind of the format that like i try to approach things with Mm-hmm. It, there has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, and an end, and then within that, there are very there are much smaller things like establishing normalcy. Then there's mm. the break from normalcy, the climax, the resolution, and okay. so on and so forth. But as long as you stick with the beginning, middle, and end, you can kind of stretch things out and detail it as best you like. Yeah, I think what's different is just the actual words that you put down on paper. Okay. They're not quite so descriptive as uh, something like, like a novel would be. Yeah. You know, so because they're the script is supposed to tell you or the actor what to do. Exactly, and what's yeah. what happens? So it's kind of more like a blueprint of what the film is going to look like overall. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So it's it's just a little different. Um, okay. I think if anything different, I can add that um, to Kilohas would be that. Um, it's similar also to a novel where, you, like I said in a different podcast, that you have to have everything make have a point. Yeah, you yeah. can't just write just to have it. It's not like a song where you can just write about a certain like feeling <laughs> and have that just be that. <laughs> yeah, and it is what it is. Like, yeah. There has to be a point to your characters and why they there and why did they leave or or die or 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 fight. You know, mm-hmm. so it's stuff like that. That's why I think it's. I agree with key it's similar to a novel okay and then there's also the part where and like Monroe's saying you can't just write something to write it I mean I guess you could (laughs) yeah but like 
<clears throat> there's a point there's like suspension of disbelief yes but then there's also the point where like you got to be realistic like <laughs> this car just happened to come like at this time or like <laughs> this guy just happened to walk by and well, i think that depends too doesn't it like what kind of film are you making where it, that's part of hmm. the charm of it you know yeah, because it's like um that fight scene, the 500 miles fight scene. Oh yeah, where things just co- coincidentally yeah. happen because that's part of the scene. <laughs> yeah, and but you can't do that. It's not what the rest of the season calls for. So I think yeah. it just depends on the type of. Like, is it a comedy? Uh, that's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. So then, I guess what you're saying then is that even within like a fairly dramatic series, such as. Fox, like if you specifically want to do a comedic episode, then for that episode, you can do those sort of things that maybe aren't present in the rest of the the series to that extent. I think you can technically do whatever you want, oh, okay. but you just have to make sure that, you know, that it fits. Yeah. Okay. That it's like a that believable, it a like it's a believable yeah. thing. Like if Ra comes out like wearing a dress, like you could write <laughs> that for sure, but like. But why is yeah. he wearing that dress? And okay. Then, and it was very specific too. That scene with the five hundred miles fight would not have happened with Oran and Fox. I don't think. I think it would be a okay. different fight. Yeah. It had to happen with Deja and Fox. So you have yeah. to get like the right characters mm-hmm. to to portray that. And it would if it wasn't the Joe Squad, because there are different types <laughs> yeah, of dream demons. That's right? true. There are yeah. worse dream demons out there than yeah. the Joe Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that wouldn't be the same thing if it was like a bunch of them who were like a Leo. It wouldn't be quite as. Convenient. No, that's yeah. very true. You know yeah. what I mean. That's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite, like, squads of dreaming, dream <laughs> yeah. demons, if there is such a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, if you're going to bump into any of them, <laughs> Yeah, then you the got to bump squad. into the Joe squad. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> the Joe um, squad. That's right. That's right exactly. I really hope they get their own spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for, too. Um, so I also kind of wanted to ask, you know, um, who some of your favorite screenwriters are like who are some of your influences or some of the movies that are written very well in your opinion that maybe have uh, motivated you or given you great ideas i really like the writers of californication oh okay they're just so witty and Mm -hmm. and smart with their comedy yeah that it's refreshing Mm. to my you know at least to me yeah when it comes to drama i don't know because i you know i honestly I think they do their job to the point where I don't even bother to, to look. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And that's kind of like, you know you're doing a really good job when you're not like, oh, who did that? And then don't watch no, them again. True. You're just like, yeah. oh, that was really good. And mm-hmm. you just kind of move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like Christopher Nolan's movies are pretty oh, good. Because yeah. he helps write those, right? Yeah. Like James Cameron's for sure. I, got, mm-hmm. I believe that. If mm. someone were to be like... Christopher Nolan helped write that. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Yeah, I'm all in on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I kind of like, um, I actually like more of like the lowbrow <laughs> oh, kind of humor, I guess you can say. Like, um, maybe like. Um, uh, so like, I mean, no disrespect to them at all. Like, I think they're like comedic geniuses, but like the Lonely Island, like, oh, to be yeah. honest, like they yeah. aren't like the, <laughs> like, the <laughs> highest quality like <laughs> IQ yeah. like writers but they're comedic geniuses and then like yeah. 
Will Forte, um, Bill Seth Hader, Rogen. Seth Rogen. Oh my God, I can't get enough of like <laughs> Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill stuff. Yeah. Will so yeah, Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Oh my gosh, yeah. man! Like those guys are probably my heroes. I know like, you love John Mulaney too. John Mulaney. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a legend. Yeah. But I think it's different for every genre. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But who was it? Someone. Who was it? It was. It just happened recently. It was like a, a guy who wrote like a really maybe pineapple express or something and he wrote a really good horror film oh all right but i can't remember who it was for the life of me yeah so but but yeah i think it kind of depends on on genre and every once in a while you'll get your your really good you know your i guess your zebras in the in the group where they kind of they can do other things yeah but I, i think that's a very interesting point you brought up like going back to it it's like if you're doing your job, the unfortunate thing is that nobody really notices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the only time it's, like, really memorable is if it's really bad, and they're like, oh, my God, who did exactly that? Exactly, like Monroe was saying. Yeah. Like, who wrote this? We're like, like, but the unfortunate thing is whatever takes you out of the moment when it comes to, like, film and TV is what sticks with you mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I think they can go to the same with... Um, with like makeup and props oh yeah. yeah if it's not there people will notice but if it's yeah. there people won't exactly yeah it's just yeah. weird the closest i can get to that is you know like i said i've never been a writer or anything but i used to be a tutor and when i was training my tutors i told them like you know you're doing a good job if they don't need you anymore like you're doing such a great job tutoring them that they know how to do it by themselves so i guess it's kind of along the same lines where if they're doing that makeup so well that it seems almost seamless that yeah. like, you're not even thinking about it's it, so you're natural. so immersed in it, mm-hmm. then they've done a great job. Like they don't need, I mean, I'm sure they appreciate the attention, but yeah. yeah. And the same with writing. Mm-hmm. If they, if people aren't even questioning why something is happening, I think you're doing a good job. Unless it's, you're meant, it's supposed to happen. Like, like, why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't, this is like, like after all the, the deaths in episode yeah. 49, yeah. People are probably like, why is this happening? How did this happen? Those are the mm-hmm. good questions. But yeah. when it, when people aren't like saying like, what? That doesn't make sense. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. What's like, going on yeah. here? They would never say that. Yeah. yeah or something. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, it depends on the scene too. Because a 500 mile fight, you do want people going, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. That's the, the whole intent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you either, I guess... The simple way to say it is you're either good at it or you're not. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. It takes a lot of time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next question I wanted to direct uh, specifically to Kialoha. So, um, you know, we got 365 coming out very soon. Um, so, and this was your first time really writing for a show, at least from what I know. So what was that process like of... You know, I know you like take very copious notes that you're very like uh, observant. So first of all, like what made you want to write for 365? And then, you know, what was your process of, you know, taking this cast of characters that we're somewhat familiar with and kind of adding your own uh, spin on it? Um, well, that's a really good question. Uh, a lot of like... <laughs> A lot of inspiration came from, or I guess you can say the motivation why I wanted to write 365 is because I haven't been acting for very long and I've been thinking like, what's a way that I can get more work? And then Mm. I've been given a lot of advice, like create your own content. 
Okay. So that like out of selfish purposes, that's kind of like where it started. And I was talking to Hunter and I was saying like, is there going to be a season two for three, six, five? Like if there is, can I be a part of it? And then he was like, well, that's something you got to ask Monroe. And then it kind of came up as like, well, I mean, you have freedom to write it. Do you want to? And I was like, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can can try that. And Mm -hmm. then a lot of it, uh, a lot of like the screening questions came through Hunter first, where it's like, okay, what would your arc be about? Like, what do you kind of want to accomplish with it? Mm -hmm. Um, A question that Monroe would have asked me right away is like, what's his purpose? Or like, what's what's the the point point of this story? Mm -hmm. Like, why should people be interested in it? Yeah. So... Like, I got a lot of questions like that. And then the more I thought about it, it was cool because it was like putting a puzzle together. And I mm-hmm. like puzzles. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, I know where he wants to end up. I know, I have a general sense of what he's like right now because of se- uh, season one, three, six, five. Yeah. Now, what happens in the middle to take him through this arc mm-hmm. and get him there? Um, and then as far as like studying goes, I tried to... I like really in depth studied uh, three six five season one. Mm-hmm. Oh god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was good. It was good. No, it was good because I'm I was telling like, you, he takes so many notes. <laughs> I wanted I wanted it to line up. Yeah, um, and I wanted like I wanted it to be a mirror of oh, it. Okay. So uh, almost like a parallel, but I I don't think parallel is the right word. But it's like. One character's on their way up, the other character's on their way down. So Where like a balance of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Where one person goes through a high, the other is going through a low. Mm-hmm. And because it's taking place in the same year, it's kind of funny. You, It's a story that... It's the side of the story you don't see. Mm-hmm. So with uh, Gwen, she sees Joshua doing great and like stealing collaborations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But on Joshua's side, he's struggling very much so with like finding people that want to work with him mm-hmm. and like take that chance on him so um yeah that's kind of what inspired me and that's what i've that's been my process is yeah. like i'm trying to find ways that it would make it an interesting sequel mm-hmm. yet still make it its own standalone story yeah yeah that's very cool yeah um and then you know monroe on your end you know what i mean i know you've had these conversations between the two of you you know off mic and everything but what kind of advice have you offered kiloha in terms of helping him to you know make a compelling season and characters that make sense and that have points and all that sort of stuff so much advice (laughs) did i give you like i don't know if i gave you advice but more like i think i just asked more questions Oh, so like get it out of him? I don't know. Mm. The goal was, <laughs> yeah. well, the goal was like, yeah. well, what's the point? Well, yeah. let me I tell think, you. I don't know. Like we had like a good yeah. like hour talk of like what's, why should this happen? Yeah. Why is it happening this way? Mm-hmm. Who are these people and why are they important to Josh's arc or in, in his life and why are they, why do they choose to stick around instead of just up and leave? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it was actual advice. I think maybe I did. Mm-hmm. My advice was, it was like, veiled advice. <laughs> it was like to have. Well, but I can't give it away just yeah. yet. So, yeah, I don't know. But 
why don't you come in and help me here? <laughs> Did I give you like any big? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I have my the notes. Night, <laughs> <laughs> the night Monroe kidnapped me and placed a bag on my head and put a yeah. gun to my head. Yeah. <laughs> I told you not to tell anyone. <laughs> 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 <I have. laughs> That's that's what changed in made that's me right. think I need to take. You got immersed. Seat. No, it's that um, was the first thing I told you. <laughs> yeah, to tell so now that's the first rule of Writers Club. <laughs> Don't talk about Writers Club. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of advice was, um, what is the character arc? How is Joshua different from where he was at the beginning to where he was at the where he ends up? Mm. Um, so that is that is like number one overall thing that you have to understand. Like, how does he get from point A to point B? Um, aside from that, is the characters in his life are they real character? Are they real people, or are they just serving like one purpose? Like, um, Penelope is a very well, Penelope and Mark are in three six five season two, and there was. They just weren't strong enough at first. And then um, Monroe asked me, like, why are they there? Like, why is he friends with Mark, like, versus somebody else? And then other questions, like, why is Mark stick around? Or why does Diana King or Emily Pope, who are Joshua's agent and manager, respectively, like, why do they stick around with him? Why do they continue to work with somebody who is so difficult to be around? Um, and just those questions of kind of character development in itself have become advice. And then that's when I ask, like, you're right. <laughs> or that's when a lot of times I say, dang, you're right. I need to change this right away. Oh, yeah. Um, um, a lot of, but a lot of those questions, the questions are advice in themselves yeah. because it helps me kind of put the pieces together and connect the dots. And yeah. um, it helps me get over it helps me get over those writer's block and humps. And when those moments where I feel like this could be stronger, there's a question or two that comes up that Monroe asks, and I'm like, all right, that's how it gets stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that kind of reflects on <clears throat> just um, Skysoft's ethos and yeah. everything like that with, is a teaching platform. Yeah. You don't want to be too hard on your on your, on your, on your people, on your, your pupils, your students. Yeah, you know, because you don't want to tell them how to do their job, but you want to just say, you know, I guess like a question would be the right way to kind of have them exercise those skills on their own because you're not always going to be there. So instead of just telling them, this is how you do it, because they can, they'll just follow directions, but you want them to actually think for themselves. So that way, when they're stuck in a situation apart from you, they have a little bit more experience on how to handle that because they did it before. A lot of it, so, I mean, writing is such a frustrating process, which (laughs) I've come to, like, realize. And, like, what makes it so frustrating is, like, I have to think for myself. Mm. Because if Monroe gives me all the answers, it's a story by Monroe Hayden. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm just, like, making the words. So, (laughs) or writing the words. I guess that's a better way to say it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's, like... The reason why I was, like, so scared and, like, had so much trouble and, like, fought, like, frustration so hard. I don't want to say depression because I don't think it was actually, like, diagnosable as depression. But it was, like, it was just such a hard time in my life to, like, 
I don't feel like this is good enough. Like, what if I ruin Skysoft's name? What if I, like, let Monroe down? Like, those were really scary thoughts I had to think of. And, like, um, the questions that she, like, gave me to, like, answer, so hard to, like, think for yourself when you're going through that. But it made me a better writer because of it. Like, I... I I tell Monroe this joke all the time, but I think there are like four or five versions of three six five season two. Yeah, and like, that's a little. I was trying to tell him that's a little bit. Yeah, it's been like seventeen rough drafts of like season one of Fox. Oh <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I it's funny. I finished like all six episodes and I was like, cool, done. <laughs> Gave it to yeah. Monroe. This was easy. Yeah, gave it to Monroe and she like started prodding, like poking, prodding, and I'm like you know what, I'll be right back. And then, like, I literally almost the whole thing, like, goes in the trash before I, like, start, like, a new one. Mm -hmm. And then the second version was, like, a little bit better. And then the third version, I was like, all right, this is the one. And then I got the, then we started talking on the phone again, and she was like, "Uh, like, (laughs) still, like, some weak points that you got to address. Don't throw this one away because it's, like, getting there. Okay. But, like, as per her and Hunter's suggestion, they were like, maybe just reorder it a little bit at first okay. and then see yeah. where that goes. Yeah. And then that led to like another step, which led to another step. And now I think I have a strong enough material to something that the viewers, I think, will appreciate. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, we heard a little bit from your end uh, some of the struggles that you've had with writing and how you overcame them what were some of the struggles that you had Monroe in writing um, now four seasons of Fox and how did you overcome those maybe writer's block or um, I know we talked in an earlier episode about having multiple ideas but trying to find the ones that make the most sense so Um, the adjustments sometimes an actor leaves Ah. sometimes oh my gosh, um, yeah. yeah sometimes an actor leaves and they'll leave like more than halfway through or sometimes they'll leave yeah. like in the beginning when everything's already done and set mm-hmm. and then you planned. have to you have to yeah. readjust that so um so i i know what kilo is going through because i've made all those mistakes mm-hmm. uh, and plus you you're just trying to do the very best you can with what you've got yeah so you try to do as much preparation beforehand mm. so that when things do happen because they they end they do they, they happen do. yeah yeah um in every production um you just want to make sure that you have at least something to work with but the adjustments are really the ones that really gosh they're so hard because what do you do yeah because there was a, a job wasn't supposed to just not be in season three he was supposed to be in all of season three and then he was supposed to be in season four as well. Mm-hmm. And then that was supposed to be a thing where Eve and Jaw were supposed to try to be try to co-parent, oh, but not yeah. be romantically together. Yeah. Because I always because I felt like it was I I wanted to share what it would be like from the male side, someone who was like who had to come back and be a father yeah. who hadn't you know yeah. who hadn't been one for this many years mm-hmm. instead of just doing it from the female side. Mm-hmm. But because that didn't work out, now you have to put all of that responsibility on Janelle, who yeah. plays Eve, and try to make it work from there. Mm-hmm. So like Kilo has said, it's like a puzzle that you have to piece together. It's a lot of rough drafts, a lot mm-hmm. of them. But I think that's like the main struggle, I think, is to find um, 
is is to do the adjustments once you're once you're set in. I think in the beginning, the hard thing is to find a strong enough, like, like, punch because you got to oh. start off running. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. You got to find something that make that draws the 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 audience in. Like, why should they stick around for six more episodes or yeah. five more episodes after this? You know. Yeah. So that's that's a hard thing. But once you kind of get them in there, which would make which is what makes um multiple season um yeah. shows a little bit easier cuz you can kind of divide them into chapters. I see. But if you have to do it all in one, like in one sitting like 365, mm-hmm. now you're kind of you're kind of <laughs> like thrown in there like all right, what chapters of this person's year do I show? Yeah. And what's going to make the most sense? Yeah. So that that becomes really hard the organization of it too. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like going through casting for 365 season 2, just trying to find like actors that are committed enough to like stick with the project mm-hmm. is a nightmare. So <laughs> I can't imagine like filming half of somebody's stuff and then all of a sudden they drop out. That would oh man, that would probably be like my downfall. Um, so the way that Monroe has handled like that like is very awe-inspiring and makes me think like you know what it'll it'll work out you know things will be okay because season three was so like season three Fox was so good like I loved like how it turned out and like the funny thing was like the first our first like couple weeks on set with like um and like our scenes with y'all we were just like, all right, well, we can't use any of that, so let's yeah. let's yeah. figure out where yeah. we go from here. Yeah. How do we replace episode. that? Yeah. But we thought about it. Like, yeah. can we yeah. like, can we use that episode, but just not have him in it? We can't. Yeah. Just yeah. We tried it. Yeah. A lot of rough drafts. Even yeah. in the editing room, there are rough drafts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think another one is to um, when you have to replace an actor with another one. Yeah. So it's the same character, same soul, same words, but just a different face and different person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the actor or actress can't do the same thing that the last one did yeah so you have to readjust your writing yeah so that way it kind of matches yeah so that kind of that's hard too yeah i also i also give a lot of respect to any actor that takes that task up because there's a lot that they have to study they have to like they're jumping in right in the middle whereas the other person had like a lot to work with and create Mm -hmm. so there's a whole history behind this character that Mm -hmm. has been made by somebody else yeah so like Jade has done an amazing job. Um, Melanie did like a great job too, with like when she came on at first, right? Because she because there was another Daisy like for season one, right? Yeah. Well, we didn't see her face. Oh, okay. So and she didn't have exactly. Anyone, so yeah. fine. Uh, well, uh, one last question for this portion, <laughs> this half of the interview. Um, we know that writing is hard. We talked about how difficult writing is, but. I kind of wanted to end on like a little bright note. So like what has been one of the like more uh, uplifting moments that you found in, in doing this writing or maybe like an aha moment where like you saw your writing come to life or something like what was some of the highlights of, of completing this writing? Honestly, just finishing that sense of completion. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The sense of completion. And then you go back and read it and this is actually like a story. Like, (laughs) <laughs> these are people's like yeah. this you is know, like I a did. person's life like yeah yeah, yeah. like episodes. bringing that bringing that whole thing into the real world 
like you realize that this person was born to like a parent or certain parents was raised wherever they were raised had had friends growing up like they have things they enjoy things they hate like they're real people like and that's that's probably the coolest thing is seeing this world and this story all come together and for some parts work out and for other stories they don't work out and it's interesting to see like the choices they make because of the people that they are it also makes it that much harder to say goodbye oh my gosh yeah because then you start like what he was imagine realizing that and then having to walk away yeah because it hurts or killing them (laughs) i i oh my god if i had to kill one of my characters i would yeah i would like scratch and claw it's yeah, yeah, it was hard. I like yeah. to be fair. I went through different like rough drafts of who was gonna, who was gonna, who was gonna get it. <laughs> who was gonna get I would, it? Like, who was gonna get oh it? Oh my god! I would fight so hard to keep all my characters alive. I want. I I tried to do it to the yeah. very last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like there's like someone should have died in season three. Oh, but um, oh. Well. So that's a little over but you. <laughs> I think. I think with yeah. The, yeah. So yeah. I think, but with every how everything kind of worked out, I think it was it was fine because I just made everybody made the audience kind of get comfortable with these characures enough to just snatch them away. I bet y'all didn't see that coming, did ya? (laughs) No, I didn't. Me neither, brother. (laughs) You and me were both like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Death doesn't like to be cheated. Mm, That's true. Always has to take one. (laughs) Or three. Or or in the Red Wedding. (laughs) Yeah, well, the three in that one episode. Yeah. We we had our wedding later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was red and then there was a wedding. <laughs> so yeah. it was red, pause, wedding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This interview will continue in the next episode.